Our first reading tonight is a little different. It's not from the Gospels. It's from Psalm 89. For who in all of heaven can be compared with God? The highest of angelic powers stand in dread and awe of him. Who is revered as he by those surrounding him? Where is there anyone mighty like you, Lord? May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you all of their blessings, and may the Holy Spirit join us now, giving us peace of heart and mind. May we give all our glory to God through all time, now and into eternity. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. Glory to you, O Lord. I want to talk to you today about two words. One of the words is frequently used in scripture. In fact, it's used 365 times. But it's also frequently misunderstood because there are actually two meanings to the word. Can you guess what that word is? The word is fear. The Bible mentions two specific types of fear. The first type of fear is beneficial to us, and it's to be encouraged. This is what we call the believer's fear. And another name for that is the other word I want to talk about today, which is reverence. This type of fear does not necessarily mean to be afraid of something like the second type of fear. Rather, it's a reverential awe of God, a reverence for his power and his glory. Reverential fear of God is a total acknowledgement of all that God is, which comes from a maturing relationship with him. Reverence leads to life, peace, joy, rest, and contentment. And therefore, this kind of fear is to be encouraged. I wanted to go back and give you a little Old Testament history. In the Old Testament, God taught the Israelites how to show proper reverence by giving them hundreds and hundreds of laws related to worship and their obedience. They had to try to obey all of those laws. Sinful humanity at that time did not know how to worship a holy God with reverence and awe. So what God had to do was spell it out to them with all of those laws. His presence dwelt in Israel in the Ark of the Covenant, and they were not to touch it out of reverence. Also, the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle required the highest of reverence. Only the high priest was allowed to enter. Anybody else would die. In those times, they understood that being saved was by obeying all those laws, 
rituals, sacrifices, and traditions. What they had to do was prove themselves to be good enough. Religion to them was the outward display of, this, of those sacrifices and rituals. They had to, they felt like they had to do something in order to be saved and be in God's favor. Our actions, yes, they are important even today, but God sees our hearts. All this in the Old Testament was done to get them to realize what? That they needed a savior. Thank God, then Jesus came along and this all changed. The Old Testament people previous to Jesus were fearful to approach God and they relied on the high priest to intercede for them. Now we can approach God with ease because of what Jesus has done for us. We are then to change from the inside out to be made new, to be made like Jesus. This then can turn into true reverence. We are his children and therefore we can call him our Father who art in heaven. Philippians 1 verse 11 says, May you always be doing those good and kind things which show that you are a child of God. For this will bring much praise and glory to the Lord. And that is showing God our deep reverence. Going back to the two meanings of the word fear. Most people relate to fear with anxiety about a situation, or about a purpose, about uncertainty, or impending danger. If you're an unbeliever, it can mean eternal separation from God. The word fear in the Bible, as I've been talking about, can also mean reverence, which is that honoring attitude toward God. Psalm 33.8 says, let everyone in the world fear the Lord and stand in awe of him. This kind of fear in our lives can be life-giving, give us understanding, and give us peace. The opposite of fearful anxiety and looming danger. That's the kind of fear you don't want in your life. Reverence, then, is the honoring and the trusting of God and that's the meaning that I want to pursue today. Honor, awe, submission, dependence, obedience. The list goes on, doesn't it? All these things can characterize our fear of the Lord. The key to our reverence is our knowledge and our wisdom of God. And as we mature, and become more Christ-like, so does our knowledge and our wisdom of God. So I ask you some questions. How dependent are you on God? How deeply do you pursue God every day? How deeply do you revere God every day? 
depending on God, yes, it can be a very scary thing. It can challenge you, can't it? How often do you rely on yourself to control situations instead of turning it over to God to make the decisions? Remember, your strength comes from God. Another reason for you to revere him. Ask to abide in God so you can sit at his feet every day. Your reverence is found in your thoughts, in your actions, and in your attitudes that you display. We demonstrate our reverence by the way we live. What you think and feel about God is vitally important because it reflects and, it, and affects every aspect of your life. Reverence means that you can say no to sin and live with the fruit of the self-controlled life. That is what God wants for you. He gives us so much every day, doesn't he? So much that we don't even realize what he's doing for us and how many times we don't even acknowledge it. He does so much behind the scenes. What is reverence exactly? To revere God is to regard him as worthy of all our honor and praise. A good source of study for this is what Colleen read for you today in Psalm 103. Numerous times during that talk that she gave for the lecturing, you'll notice if you go back and read it this afternoon or today, how many times does that psalm say the word fear and praise? This is what he deserves from us, and he is perfect. Reverence does not come easily in our sinful and what I call our noisy world. Sometimes it comes as a result of our trials and our temptations. We have to be alert and aware that reverence over time Yes, it can dissipate, and that's called backsliding. We don't always thank God as we should, do we? It's something we have to practice, in much as the same way that a musician has to practice his instrument regularly and repeatedly. Reverence should not be squeezed out of our busy lives. How then can we practice reverence in our lives and do it to glorify God? I just want to give you some suggestions. The first thing we need to do is really ask God for it. In Exodus 20, verse 7, God commands us to honor his name and to keep it holy. By doing this, we are offering up our hearts and asking him to shape us into the people that he wants us to be. What does God want us to do? He wants us to glorify him. 
Sometimes he does this by showing our weaknesses. But remember, he does that with a very loving hand. Proverbs 3, verse 11 says, Do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. In your own life, we can see God's actions only with a very limited viewpoint, and that's because we are human. Often the Lord's goals and the purposes are hidden from us until his plan comes to fruition. We have to remember that God is in control. What more reason to revere him? Second, we can make stillness and silence a regular part of our day. Take time out of your busy and noisy day to revere God. Even if you just offer up a quick prayer that just says, thank you, Jesus. God says in Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Knowing God is to praise him every day. Every day, we are bombarded with information. TV, our phones, movies, radios, even our family and our work situations can cause absolute chaos, can't they? We need to set aside, like God told us, to just be still. Prayer is a good time to do this. What does prayer do? It demonstrates our dependence on God. It demonstrates our relationship with him. Sometimes silence and prayer can actually speak volumes. You need to find a quiet time in your life, and then you can listen for his voice. Another way to revere is to put yourself in the path of God's glory. Oh my, what do I mean by that? We need to be observant of God's creation and truth, that he is responsible for everything around us. Romans 1.20 says, God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. Are you paying attention to God's glory in his creation? Get outside. Go look at a sunset. Go find a rainbow after it rains. Go look up at night into the moon and the stars and that giant universe that's up there. And also, look at that person, that amazing human being that's sitting next to you today. What an amazing world. There is so much beauty around us, and what a way to revere, revere him and say thank you. Can you see the genius in that creation? Another way that we can revere God is through our worship. You can do this anywhere, anytime. True worship should be a lifestyle. Jesus said many times, Ask God to give you ears to hear and eyes to see. 
We show reverence for God by learning how to truly worship him. If you remember anything from my message today, remember that you are not the audience here. God is. He is with us right now. He is our audience. We are talking to him. Reverence through worship then is being able to speak directly to God. Reverence is a learned skill that improves and increases as we mature. To worship is to know him, to serve him, to align our hearts with his, and to seek to obey him. What did Jesus say very often? He said he did everything for God's glory. John 17 verse 4 says, I brought glory to you here on earth by doing everything you told me to do. We are not born with the ability to revere God. We have to learn it. God even talks about reverence as a learned skill and cause, calls us to practice it frequently. Psalm 33 verse 8 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Deuteronomy 6 verse 13 says, You shall fear only the Lord your God, and you shall worship him and swear by his name. God wants our glory. He wants our love. He wants our honor. And look at the love that he gives back to us. When you truly love God, you are actively and joyfully showing him you care in ways that he values. Do you all know what an anagram is? It's when you find a word inside of a word. One of our words in the lecture reading this morning was perseverance. And I chose that particularly because I found an anagram in that word. In the word perseverance is the word reverence. Deuteronomy 10, verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve him with all your heart and your soul. Is life about us? No, it's about God. It's about how he wants to use us and how he, we can use others, and I say use in a good way, in order to glorify him. He only needs our attention. He needs our reverence. But the greatest reason for us to revere God is because of what his son did for us. Our forgiveness, our redemption, our savior. Romans 5 verse 8 says, God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we are still sinners, and I say are still sinners because we are, Christ died for us. God gives us hope, and boy, do we need that hope right now, don't we? He seeks the lost, he saves the lost, and the hurting, and the broken, and the needy. Is there 
any other greater response that we can give God for all the grace and the love that he gives us than our reverence to him. James 4, 7 and 8 says, So give yourselves humbly to God. Resist the devil, <clears throat> and he will flee from you. And when you draw close to God, God will draw close to you. May God bless you with all, and may we praise him in return. Amen. Please join me now in the prayer the Father has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us as our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now, all glory to him who alone is God, who saves us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, splendor and majesty, all power and authority are his from the beginning. And he is able to keep you from falling away and to bring you sinless and perfect into his glorious presence with mighty shouts of everlasting joy. Amen.